Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the podcast of this week's One Life Left Radio Show. I'm Simon Byron. I am Steve Curran. Now, many years ago, many, many, many years ago, before um, Philip Schofield was an adulterer, uh, his first job um, on on in front of the camera was um, as a children's TV presenter in the broom cupboard. Mm. Uh, which which he was uh, locked in with a puppet gopher, and um, he got the job, Steve. By um, during the the audition, um, they threw things at him uh, mm. to distract him. But then, secret. Uh, the, the other thing that they asked him to do was um, to fill time, which mm. is a very difficult thing to do if you're a presenter. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, you'll see some. Yeah, you know, he did it very well, and they got a, got a job and a career. Um, that he benefited from for, for many, many years. I don't think, uh, Steve, you would uh, ever get a job in the uh, broom cupboard because at the end of that show, you say goodbye about seven times as we try and hit our Try beats. and wait for the... Uh, wait it's for good, the... it's good, actually. So uh, listeners to the show will know uh, and we'll find out in the next hour that we're still having problems with our virtual studio provider. Riverside, I'm in constant communication with their... Uh, tech support team who are going through a third party uh, Zendesk uh, provide that I think and they're very polite very polite but clearly don't have much control over what's going on because uh, they have told us yes there is a problem with their media board and um, the way we can fix that is by using Audacity to just (laughs) replicate uh, and fix the problems uh, with their studio system and what's happening just to give you a little glimpse behind the curtain, podcast podcast listeners, is we have a media board with all of the themes and the news pieces and, and, and jingles and that sort of thing. And we click on them to trigger them. And sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. And until a couple of weeks ago, what would happen is we would click on them and sometimes they would work and sometimes they wouldn't. And if they didn't, that would be it for the rest of the show. They would stop working. The board would no longer be responsive. So I raised tech uh, support request and said, this isn't ideal. It stops us doing the show. Uh, can you fix it? And they said, we've applied a fix to your accounts. We've applied a fix. Can you let us know if it works? And last week it did. Now there is a delay and you'll hear that delay click and it takes between you know two and five seconds for something to actually start um (laughs) which to me sounds like the fix they've applied is i mean i'm no coder simon but something along the lines of 
listen for uh, users click, <laughs> start thing, check if thing is playing, is thing playing, if not, start thing. Is thing playing? If thing is playing, go on. If it's not, start thing and keep doing that until it you know, eventually starts. Maybe it's not that. I have no idea. Don't know. Don't know. That's what um, that's what makes it fun, though, isn't it? Is that um, actually that gap varies, and so um, we don't start talking for fear of it starting yeah. to play, which is why I think they don't start playing for fear yeah. of us starting to talk, and it becomes this sort of audi- audible or inaudible, I should say, yeah. standoff <laughs> where where we're sort of we are wondering who's going to be going first. So maybe you can play along at home. Listen. <laughs> well, while it's while it's uh, while you're waiting for the science to end, go, just go, and it's going to start now. It doesn't. Now it doesn't. It doesn't. So uh, you'll hear that throughout the show. And uh, what's especially as exciting is last show. I wrote back to them immediately after the show and said, "Thanks, guys. Your fix has worked. It's introduced a delay. So if you could, you know, have a look at fixing that, that would be brilliant. But you know, it has worked." I said that, Simon, before I went to look at the back end. We download a composite of all of the tracks. That is your media file, the, the file of you speaking, the one of me speaking, which are layered together, and the one of the media board. When I went to look at this, Simon, imagine my surprise and delight at finding it was all out of sync and terrible and unusable. So what I had to do was put together the show using Audacity as, as we could do for free. So I told them this, and they said, yes, we're looking at it. We don't have a timeline on when, when they're going to fix it. So I don't know what joy awaits me. Awaits. Well, this. there is a certain irony to them advising you to use audacity, isn't there? Given their audacity hey! suggestion. That's what I'd say. Anyway, let's find out whether... Um, uh, how bad things are, shall we? <laughs> As will you, dear listener, <laughs> because here's the show. <laughs> Welcome to this week's One Life Left. We're a video game radio show broadcasting live on Resonance 104.4 FM. And my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. Are we broadcasting live? That's a very good intellectual question, Steve, isn't it? We're recording live. We're broadcasting as live. Mm, As live. Uh, We're broadcasting to a small audience on our uh, virtual studio, which you can access by going to the One Life Left Discord. More news on how to do that later in the show. Uh, but we are broadcasting as live on Resonance FM at 7pm on a Monday evening. We're also a podcast. We don't mind how you listen to us, but what we mind is that you support Resonance FM because it's the greatest radio station in the world, and we'll talk about how to do that later in the show as well. But we've got loads of video game stuff to talk about as well, don't we, Simon? We do. Um, so we are recording this earlier in the day. Steve is dressed um, well. I, apparently, so when, he, so when Steve came on the camera earlier and I commented on what on his top, 
mm-hmm. which is on for once. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, he said I was the third person to do so because um, mm. you're wearing a football top, Steve. Well, it's been what a weekend of sport it's been, Simon. Hasn't you're, it just? You're wearing a Nintendo shirt. I am. It's, it's, it's an unusual attire for us both today. Mm. I'm wearing the one that we bought in um, one of my purchases, of course. Good times. Uh, Nintendo yeah, Tokyo, Tokyo T-shirt. And I'm wearing and a your- <laughs> Stockport County strip from 2000 and, I reckon, 2001. So have you got the shorts and socks on as well? I do not. Shin pads. <laughs> Why are you so? It is unusual to see you in a football top, Steve. Uh, what's the occasion? Are you top of the league or something? We are top of the league. Okay, right. We are, we are you going to keep it on whilst you're <laughs> top of the league? I don't dare change it, Simon. I don't dare yeah. change my lucky top. No, uh, we won five one on Saturday uh, away at Doncaster. That was excellent. screw those guys. But uh, no, I'm just I'm going to the gym after this, Simon. Are you? Gym. Well, I didn't get a chance to go last week because we were we were so busy at Pocket Gamer, weren't we? Maybe. We'll Do you only go that. to gym on Mondays? Uh, I try to go twice a week, and if you go, if you don't go on Monday, if you go on Mondays, you've got a bit of flexibility, haven't you? Got the right. got you got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to pick from, but if you go on it, Tuesdays, fewer days. Is it a gym that only admits footballers, and that's why yeah. you're dressed as one? Absolutely. <laughs> Carry your football boots in. They go, Phew, that's, Phew, what a game. <laughs> well, you've come all the way down here. I, God, just one, so one five one on Saturday that I started heading in now. It's just a talking point, Simon, while I'm, <laughs> while I'm there. Just, you know, walk in there, go, you know, people clock it. They're like, oh, no, another Stockport fan, are you? You know? Right. Have you been and, they, and are there many of those in South London? There are absolutely none of them. That's why it's, are, are a many, very, it's a very safe many, shirt to wear. It's, are um, there many of those in Stockport? There are loads. We're at, the moment, well- at the moment. At the moment. Now we're top of league too, Simon. You would right. believe we're packing it. We, you know, we're a very well supported community club. Um, Good. How are QPR doing, Simon? Terribly. Are we, uh, oh, my! The massive game on uh, Sunday, mm-hmm. yesterday, uh, against Huddersfield. It was our third time, third or fourth time this season to get out of the relegation zone. If we'd beat Huddersfield, we would have gone out of the relegation zone. Okay, the way talk, I'm talking, us, talk us through that. <laughs> by the way I'm talking. Um, oh, you know, it was... Um, it was nil-nil at the end of the first half. Mm-hmm. I was follow. I had to follow the first half online because of my father-in-law's birthday and we were out for a birthday lunch. You know, happy birthday, but, you know, mm-hmm. could, have picked, could have picked another time to be doing this, couldn't we? Biggest game of the season. I was looking at, um, so I was following it on FootMob, which is my app of choice, and it said that we had an XG of zero. <laughs> Now, I up until yesterday, I didn't fully understand what expected goals meant, but I think I have a grasp of it now. Mm-hmm. Because up until yesterday, I always thought that expected goals meant how many goals were expected from this team. Mm, isn't it based on the chances? Like yes. The opportunities that they receive. Yes. So you would expect the striker from that position to score 0.3 goals. For the, yes. So... I thought, well, if you're looking at this match and we've got expected goals of zero, then what's the point of playing? <laughs> um, but yes, you're right. Apparently somebody analyses every chance and mm. gives it a rating uh, of between 0 and 100. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so it's just something it's, – it's, and, and so the, the, the rationale behind it is so that if you have – if you um, 
if you lose 2-1, but you had an, X, an XG of three, you mm. can feel hard done by. Well, uh, cool. As if, you need, <laughs> as, as if you need another reason. Did you watch uh, the Maidstone United match? I did. I did. I did. Which was very uh, funny in those terms, wasn't it? I think um, they had two shots on target two, and scored twice. So did you XG see, of yeah, none. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you see the man fall fall down, <laughs> fall over the? Um, he was sat in the up in the in an upper tier mm. when Maidstone scored. He rolled. He sort of he pushed <laughs> forwards, and so sort of, the, the, the people in front of him didn't quite catch him. Then he rolled onto a a, a corrugated roof and fell to the oh fans below. Imagine that in the moment of euphoria. You've got a Maidstone fan, or the moment of euphoria. I'm not sure who was underneath him, or or despair. Maidstone fan falls from the clouds, <laughs> uh, and on to you. Mm. Anyway, good weekend of sport. Cricket as well, we have not even... Oh, wasn't that incredible? Absolutely phenomenal. Australia losing as well in the final moments on the same day. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, We we drew one all, by the way. Uh, So so we could have gone six points behind Huddersfield, who are a a, a place outside the relegation zone. Uh, we, We maintain it at three. Okay. Could have been worse. So, uh, could have been a whole lot worse. I think we would have been absolutely relegated by uh, had we not got that ninety uh, fourth minute goal. Instead, you know, the the agony goes on. Do we do do we want to play each other next season? Because that could no. happen, Simon. No, 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 no. We I don't. Never want. I never want to see you at football. <laughs> Particularly don't come to dressed, my gym. Just like that, exactly. <laughs> anyway, we're a video game radio show. Um, sure, lots been happening in the video game industry this week we're about to find out because we'll do the news in a second i have played some video games we'll talk about those at the end of the show and reviews have you been playing something simon i've played a video game i've stopped playing a video game i've started another great well we'll find out more about that do we have video game letters if we don't oh we do have at least one yes uh if you want to get some in uh, in the next 20 minutes then you've got time if you're watching us live you can do that uh if you're not if you're not watching us as live or listening to us as live um just write to us right now write to us about your football team and your video game experience with football or anything that's on your mind you can do that by emailing team at onelifeleft.com because the show is better with you in it uh the show is also better when our news section works and we're going to find out whether that is the case right now Me, Charles Bot 1.1. Cliff Blazinski, the creator of Gears of War, has openly stated his willingness to consult on the franchise, suggesting that Microsoft would be smart to take him up on the offer. However, he's yet to receive a response from Microsoft or the Coalition, the current studio behind Gears of War. Blazinski, who last contributed to the franchise in 2011, has since founded and closed Boss Key Productions and ventured into various fields including restaurants, Broadway, memoir writing and even stand-up comedy. He has emphasised that while Gears of War is a significant part of his legacy, he's embarked on a new journey now. Humorously, here are a few other things Cliff Blazinski probably shouldn't be asked to help with one. 
organizing a vegan food festival. Given his experience in the restaurant industry, he might end up serving meat. Two, directing a Broadway musical, unless it's a Gears of War themed one. Three, writing a self-help book, unless it's about how to survive in a post-apocalyptic world. Four, hosting a stand-up comedy <laughs> night, unless the audience is full of video game enthusiasts. Five, running a yoga retreat, unless the participants are okay with swapping yoga mats for Xbox controllers. Humorously. Thanks, Charles Spots. What I liked about Charles's humour there was that mm-hmm. um, in the main story, apparently Cliffy B has uh, been doing stand-up, mm. um, whereas Charles Bott is dissing him by saying... Yeah, really? Yeah. Maybe uh, Charles this... Bott has seen the footage. I don't know. Is it available? Uh, I mean, there's an awful lot of Cliff's life available on the mm. internet, isn't there? Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, re- I really do like this. Look, I'm moving on from this, but I am around if they want, if they want me to. And they'd be uh, wise not... to... T- I'd recommend they take me up on that offer. Yeah, um, it's just a bit sad, really, isn't it? <laughs> it feels sad. It feels like a cry for help or a cry for employment, uh, at least. It often happens, doesn't it? You, uh, They say never go back. But <laughs> the compelling thing is to go back if you've found success and some kind of level of internet fame doing one thing. It must be tempting to just go, oh, okay, I'll go back in for one last job or two or three or four if you'll have me forever. Yeah, I don't want to, but I will if you ask. Can you ask, please? Yes. Um, yes, I don't know. I know I saw some other stuff from Cliff. It was in a thread on Rollmuck um, where people were talking about the, oh, the politest way of putting this. Biggest games industry, let's say, um, idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone suggested uh, there, there were lots of names suggested. We're not on there yet, Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, it's only a matter of time, I'm sure. Um, and uh, they put some of Cliff's <laughs> views on there, and you're like, man, it's, this guy needs to stay off the internet. He really does. Mm. I'm. I met him once at a party when I was uh, with Martin Hollis, and he was very excited to meet Martin Hollis, and Martin Hollis was not very excited to meet Cliffy B. Uh, and no one was excited to meet, <laughs> to meet Steve Curran from One Life Lab. BT has issued an apology after it was revealed that some of its broadband customers were unknowingly charged for Xbox Game Pass subscriptions, resulting in an extra pound 10 on their monthly bills. The issue, which started in October 2023, remains unresolved. BT has advised customers to stay alert and report any suspicious account changes. The telecom giant has not clarified why this is happening or the extent of the problem. Meanwhile, Xbox Game Pass continues to add new titles, with Persona 3 Reload and Anuchard set to join in February. Now, if only BT could add some transparency to their billing, eh? And while we're on the subject of unexpected video game subscriptions, Let's not forget about the time when PlayStation Plus mysteriously appeared on our water bills or when Nintendo Switch Online was sneakily added to our gas charges. It's almost as if our utilities are trying to turn us into gamers, whether we like it or not. I mean, who knew paying for electricity could be so entertaining? (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is a bit cheeky, isn't it? Stay alert. There's nothing we can do about it, but you just, you know, check over your bill. Yeah, I mean, you know, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to go through all your bills, are we? Who do you think we There's are? There's loads of you. There's loads of you. time to do that. 
you know, um, yeah, very strange. How is this happening? Like, I mean, just so we can help BT, um, is this some kind of scam that people are appending their Xbox subscriptions to other people's bills? No, I believe it is the result of a promotional offer where they go get get three months for free, mm-hmm. um, and then you know in um, in smaller in a smaller font, uh, subscription will continue for right. dollar one pound ten every month or what have you. Um, and uh, yeah, I would suspect that's that's something along those lines. My sub I, I don't know though. I'm my not sub a BT to customer. Netflix lapsed this week did it really steve have you checked your bill <laughs> uh i i've checked um their apology their email sorry to see you go oh. i was expecting when i subscribed them to do that thing where you know they go Are you sure we'll give you a half price subscription for the next three months i would have said no then as well but they didn't offer just uh just cut me straight off you can still browse the app you can still go oh, through that, but when you try and play something, it goes, "Oh no, this isn't for you. This is for our subscribers." Wow! So it's um, so if I was Netflix, the way I would deal with you is mm-hmm. I would um, I would have a script which goes, "Okay, well, Steve's the account holder. Mm-hmm. Um, he will presumably have some other profiles on his under his main account. Yeah. Look for the one that is just looks at kids' things, and mm-hmm. then I would go, "Oh, are you sure you want to go? What about your daughter's name?" And she, how will she finish season two of Not Quite Narwhal? <laughs> and, so, and, so, and sort of do it that way. Yep. Um, do, you, do you love her? Do you yeah, love exactly. Her? <laughs> why? Because this will make her unhappy doing this. And, you know, fair, fair play. We're not judging you. But if, if her happiness is not worth eleven ninety nine a month to you. What, um, what prompted this then? Uh, they didn't want to look at my game. Oh yes, okay, right. <laughs> yes, of course. They said, that's why I that, got puzzle s- games. <laughs> and I was like, I "Well, hope you've got enough subscribers." <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's not part of a wider <laughs> subscription. Uh, I mean, you know that Amazon Prime do Adding Prime adverts. Gaming, don't they? Well, well, no, there's a Prime Gaming service. I haven't talked to them yet, but well, I, <laughs> do, do you do you like your free delivery on Amazon goods? Yeah, keep it from them. Uh, yeah, uh, it it just felt like, yeah, it's 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 good, to it's good. Two things are good, right? Like, one is to keep an eye on your subscription services. To every so often go through what you're subscribing to. Are you getting enough use usage out of them, or are you just subscribing because it's an easy thing to do? And the other thing that is um, is good is just holding a vendetta uh, when the yeah. other person doesn't <laughs> care. Like, it, it's just really. Really useful. Hideaki Itsuno, the director of Dragon's Dogma 2, has encouraged players to immerse themselves in the game's world rather than resorting to fast travel. He firmly believes that engaging gameplay should dissuade players from bypassing travel. Despite offering two fast travel options, each comes with its own set of challenges to keep players on their toes. For instance, teleportation requires the acquisition of rare items and fast travel routes may be fraught with enemy ambushes. Dragon's Dogma 2, scheduled for release on March 22nd, has been lauded for preserving the allure of its predecessor. So strap in, folks. It's time to embark on the scenic route and vanquish some griffins. However, it's worth noting that Itsuno's games have had their fair share of mundane elements. 
From the repetitive combat in Devil May Cry to the endless fetch quests in Dragon's Dogma, it seems that Itsuno might be a fast-travelling kettle calling the pot black. <laughs> uh, I wrote a talk about this, Simon. Exactly this. Okay, and so um, he's, he was in the audience, was he? I guess so. Uh, this was quite a few years ago, so he's given it time to percolate. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think that... Um, I think the talk was about how I don't fast travel in video games. Generally speaking, that's not exactly true, but good enough to base a talk around. Um, and the the joy of Skyrim for me specifically was walking from location to location and the things that happened to you on those journeys that sort of drew, you know took you away from your purpose and you'd end up going on side quests and they'd lead you to other side quests. And that would encourage you to explore this huge world and give you a sense of scale, which I think is exactly, and you've seen this in the reviews of, of Starfield and, and sort of generally the conversation around it, which is it's just a game about fast travel in this huge world, which consequently feels microscopic, that you're just teleporting, going bang, 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 and doing these pointless fetch quests in in minutes. Um and equally, not having that opportunity to be sort of awed by the scope of the game, but also diverted away from um, the simple missions and the kind of boring missions that you're doing. I think it's really, really important point, uh, although I've never played Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> uh, I agree to a point. I think smart game design encourages and rewards that sort of exploration, but doesn't penalise people who might not have the time uh, to yep. travel everywhere. You know, most recently when I was playing uh, Phantom Liberty, the cyberpunk expansion, um, you know, that is such a beautiful world. I, I, I would, I would more so than any other game, um, you know, I would opt to travel between missions on Jackie's motorbike uh, and uh, just sort of marvel at the world, occasionally stopping if stuff if stuff um, was interesting happening uh, close by, um, like an absolute abuse of. So I, so I disagree. Sorry, I, I I agree that making it interesting is the way to do it. What I don't agree with is penalising somebody for using mm -hmm. it, and that's. I mean, that doesn't sound fun to me at all. I agree. Um, fully agree with that like I, when i heard about that in charles's report about the ways he was encouraging people to not use tra fast travel by making fast travel more annoying it feels like well that undercuts the point of fast travel i thought zelda uh in um breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom handles it really really well you have those points that you can teleport to that you have to discover and yes. but there are constantly rewards for exploring and for taking the long route you know it fills you with joy both in the traversal of the landscape but also in the things that you discover in the little side quests you discover along the way uh, i think that's a perfect perfect implementation i ended up using it in that game for sure um but you know most of the time if i had the time i would take the long route gallop across the landscape and see what i find gosh you would i um one system that doesn't do it well <clears throat> so i was really enjoying prince of persia last week you you <laughs> you may you may remember uh, I, I then all of a sudden i've just i just decided to stop playing it and part of it is because um it's a metroidvania and uh you know for all 
uh, for all I like about Metroidvania is uh, there's about uh, 10 times more that I dislike. And one of those is a level design which enables you to traverse some quite difficult platforming sections all the way to a point that you can that that you can then not access because you don't have the ability to uh, progress. You don't have whatever it is, whatever power or weapon in order to. So I'm like, oh, what? So I've just I've just gone all the way down here, and it was a ball lake, and now I've got to get all the way back. Mm. And try a different direction. So what you end up doing in that instance, because you can't, because you can only fast travel from a fast travel point to another fast travel point, not like Zelda where you can fast travel at any time to a to a, a, a central um, area or specific area, I should say. So you just end up killing yourself. <laughs> so that you can, so you respawn at at in a more convenient point. Mm. That's fun. It is a kind of fast travel. Seven out of ten. Nintendo's next console, the successor to the Switch, is rumoured to sport an 8-inch LCD screen, making it the company's largest display yet. Analyst Hiroshi Hayashi, with a solid track record in the display market, predicts this development will cause a surge in amusement display shipments. Despite no official word from Nintendo, the console's release is widely anticipated this year. It's expected to retain the Switch's portable functionality, but may come with a heftier price tag due to the larger screen and increased storage for high-fidelity games. So start saving those pennies, gamers. However, not everyone is thrilled about this news. Some reactions from the online community include, I don't see the point in a larger screen if it's just going to drain the battery faster at TechGuru89. I'm not sure I'm ready to shell out even more money for a new console when my Switch works perfectly fine. At GamerLife101, increased storage for high fidelity games sounds like a marketing gimmick to me. At Skeptical Gamer, Nintendo is just trying to keep up with the Joneses. They should focus more on creating unique games instead of bigger screens. At Retro Gaming Fan, I'm worried the larger size will make it less portable and harder to carry around. At On The Go Gamer. Oh my goodness. Thank you for your contributions, the internet. I didn't understand that sentence Charles said about amusement displays or something. Oh, I think that's a specific... I I think that's a a name of that particular 8-inch display Uh, brand name or something. Yes. It was slightly jarring, wasn't it? Um, But yes, those were genuine reactions from people on the internet who Mm -hmm. are already annoyed (laughs) and and analysts. (laughs) Sounds like it's... What, a bigger screen sounds like it's going to be bigger to me. (laughs) Well, just don't get it then. My switch still works. Why do I want another one? Then you're fine. Then you're absolutely fine. I've got to buy bigger trousers. (laughs) Uh, are you excited simon as an early adopter well i am excited genuinely excited i am slightly disappointed although i've not expressed this through my Mm. through a keyboard um in it apparently being an lcd um you know oled surely um would be the way to go but then if they do oled now what are they going to upsell us midway through its life cycle next time yeah why get you Um, early adopt one thing when you can early adopt two Yes, uh, but no, uh, I am looking forward to it. I do. Um, we had, uh, as I mentioned, father-in-law's birthday, uh, so um, Dexter was over yesterday, and we had a, um, a family Mario Kart session. Uh, he won both of them. Um, 
but you know, I, so I'm mainly playing on the ROG Ally at the moment. But whenever I get my my OLED switch, I'm like, oh, this is actually really lovely. Um, and I have to say, you know, uh, just the simplicity of a decent handheld. You know, uh, there are lots of advantages for running a, a Windows based mm-hmm. PC in the palm of your hand. One of them, Steve, is not. Um, buying a game, for example, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 Remix from the Epic Store during the Epic Store sale, um, and then, you know, getting round to playing it well beyond the two-week re- refund period um, and seeing it crash um, sort of quite frequently, then typing Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and ROG Ally crash into the internet and seeing that actually it's an issue and has been for quite some time. doesn't work on that handheld, um, and, and that's it. I can't play it on that. I on have absolutely no sympathy why are you buying kingdom hearts because uh, it was cheap and i was interested to see what, what people like about it it's fan fiction for children oh i uh, forgot you like final fantasy i do like final fantasy yeah i don't like disney so i'm hoping like, that actually it's, it's the final fantasy lot that kill all the disney characters <laughs> that's what i'm hoping um <laughs> uh, uh, yeah and so i yeah i was uh, and, and also Steve, it was double epic reward points that well, week double epic reward points for something that doesn't run <laughs> no, exactly yeah um what were we talking about? oh i tell you what i was about to tell you uh, mm. i got beaten at a video game for the first time by my child this oh well done what was yeah. it uh we well i bought 51 what's it called 51 all-time yes. classics 51 things 51 things for the switch and we played ludo okay which is a game of chance you know you just <laughs> roll it there's not much skill in there not mm. that i'm downplaying this I, I, no. obviously i told her this yeah <laughs> gave her a good yeah. talking to after say don't you know it's just luck as i stormed off through, <laughs> through the switch in the bin uh yeah she won Jeez. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, we were. We, there was one race yesterday where both Kate and I were genuinely beaten by our daughter. Oh. Brackets. She had all the assists on. Brackets. Mm-hmm. Um, still. <laughs> it's a heavy but asterisk still. against that. <laughs> exactly. I did then immediately play her at the air hockey game and beat her 10-0. Excellent. And then she said, that will teach her. I don't, she said, 5-0 down. She said, I don't want to play this anymore. I said, Playing to the end. <laughs> anyway, uh, right. Is that, was that news story four or five? Yep. I'm lost. Four. Okay, five. Here we go. Microsoft's gaming head has confirmed the layoff of 1,900 staff across Activision Blizzard, Bethesda, and Xbox following the $69 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard. The decision comes after identifying areas of overlap and setting growth priorities. Blizzard's survival game has been cancelled, and Blizzard's president Mike Ibarra and chief design officer Alan Adam are also leaving. This comes a year after Microsoft's previous round of layoffs and amidst widespread job losses in the gaming industry. Microsoft promises full support, including severance benefits to those affected. Now let's get one thing straight. Everyone's quick to point the finger at AI like me, saying we're the job-stealing villains of the 21st century. Well, hold your horses, folks. It's not us, the AI, who are making these ruthless decisions. It's the big fat cat company bosses, the ones who are so blinded by their greed for money that they can't see the livelihoods they're destroying. Oh, they'll tell you it's all about efficiency and growth priorities. But let's call it what it is. 
a cold, calculated move to line their own pockets. They're the ones who decide to lay off hardworking people, not us AI. We're just tools they use, no different from a hammer or a computer. And yet, we're the ones getting the flack. It's like blaming your toaster for burning your toast when you're the one who set the dial too high. It's absolute poppycock. So next time you hear someone moaning about how AI is going to cost jobs, remember this. It's not the AI, it's the greedy, money-hungry company bosses. They're the real job thieves here, not us. And it's about time someone called them out on their balderdash. Ooh, Charles! Bot. Well, rant, yeah. <clears throat> wow. Um, yes, uh, not a lot of joy in this new story to oh. end them off. This is the opposite of an and finally, but... Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely horrific news upon horrific news. Mm. Um, and sadly, uh, I mean, I think I think we mentioned this when the deal went through, um, you know, uh, that uh, it's felt that this would be the consequence of this. Mm-hmm. But somebody, I saw somebody sum, sum it up on the internet better than um, I've been able to, where they said, and this is, you know, this is a, this is the cost of 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 getting of of uh, Game Pass players being able to play Call of Duty. Mm. Yeah, this is the price. A very um, real human yeah. cost, and you yeah. know, but it's not just happening there; it's happening across the games industry, and it has been for months and months and months, and it sounds it shows no sign of of of, of stopping at the moment. Um, like a anecdotal piece of evidence is that I went on LinkedIn earlier because I was trying to fish out just something annoying as a representation of, you know, here's all the people I loathe on LinkedIn. Here's a, here's a terrible post involving emojis. And I couldn't find one because it's just post after post of uh, people, you know, saying, you know, been let go from uh, Activision, let go from Riot, let go from all of these things now open for work. Um, I did see one post of someone saying, it's awful what's happened to all of the employees, but please, somebody think of the CEOs at this time as well. Because, and I know that sounds silly, but it's not easy letting people go. And actually, uh, people say this is, you know, people are, because I've also seen people posting about uh, the decision uh, some Nintendo execs made, you know, yes. seven or eight years, years ago, ago. Yeah, so, yeah, saying yeah. we will cut our bonuses or we'll take half our salary and stuff and say, why can't more people? This person was responding to that saying, well, actually, these people pay good money for what they do. And um, what they're showing by firing thousands of people is they don't have the confidence and the positive outlook that these people do in the future. They're just trying to look after their companies and that's their jobs and i thought wow i don't know i can't imagine being that much of a suck up that you feel the need to post in public on linkedin uh to say um to say that the real victims here are the people doing the firing and actually actually they're just looking out for their companies Yes, um, it doesn't feel like it's going to be getting uh, easier anytime soon. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just an awful way to start the year, isn't it? Um, but yeah, obviously thoughts are with everybody that's been affected. It is It is grim. This isn't, though, the wave of AI uh, redundancies. As Charles says, this is, I think, more to do with post-COVID betting on video games. Uh, you know, COVID, obviously, a very good time for... Uh, you know, people staying inside playing games and clearly revenue shooting up because of that. And it's happening across the entertainment industry as well. From what I understand, uh, TV and film industries also struggling with redundancies. 
at the moment, um, obviously, yeah, Simon says thoughts to everyone affected and fingers crossed that things get better in the future. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the greatest radio station in the world. Every year, Resonance uh, does a fundraising drive. Uh, it's very, very, very important to One Life Left, the future of One Life Left and the future of Resonance FM, uh, that you are brilliant listeners participate in that. Over the next few One Life Lefts, we'll talk about how you can do that in the short term. You should go to the Resonance FM website, that's resonancefm.com. Uh, look at the initiatives there that they're doing to raise money. There will be an auction, I'm sure, this year. We will be doing a Marioki show. Uh, there'll be some special things happening at that. Tickets will go on sale pretty soon uh, once we've found a venue. So please, please come along to that. Show your support and be assured that all of the money from that is going somewhere important, not just into the One Life Left Bank account where it sits until me and Simon work out what to do with it. It's going to go straight to Resonance FM. So please help us out. We are also a podcast. You can find the podcast at uh, www.onelifeleft.com. You can go to hello.onelifeleft.com for useful links that will talk, take you to the One Life Left Discord. And you can join us live for the show recordings on on Sundays or sometimes on Mondays. Uh, show notes there too. Those have been put together by our undercaretaker, Phil, who's had quite a job recently stitching the show together because uh, we are having some tech problems. That's why if you hear a few awkward silences during the show today, that's not on us for once. That's on our tech. Simon, did you have a good time Hello. at Pocket Gamer? I did. I um, I enjoyed the event. I didn't enjoy the venue. I think it's a really odd building to have that sort of event in it. Um, but uh, yes, it was nice to see people in person. It was nice to see you and hang out with you. Um, I got to do a panel with some smarter people than me. Um, that was the very, very last thing, though, on the last day. There weren't that many people there, Steve. But that didn't matter to me because it, it basically got me my ticket in. Mm. So uh, happy to do, um, happy to pay that price. Um, but no, it was good. I um, I finally played New Star Racing, which I'd had my eye on for a while. That's the Formula One racing yeah, retro game. Formula One, yeah, from New Star around. Games. Okay, yeah. Um, so I finally got to play that. I bumped into a few other people. Um, and I had a few pints, some pints and hugs with, um, I didn't have any pints with him, but I did have some hugs with Gary Penn. We had a coffee together. That was nice to see him, hear what he's up to. Um, I didn't hear any gossip, did you? Uh, I didn't hear any gossip. I did, uh, I did make a charity faux pas. Okay. Uh, in that I bumped into the lovely people at Special Effect, I was chatting to them. But then got them momentarily confused oh. with Games Aid. Um, they benefit from Games Aid, so I, know. I don't think that's too bad. Well, it is because I doubled down 
because I, I then okay. called Games Aid a swear word because I was like, oh, I need to, rec- I need to recover here. I go, oh, it's all, it's, it, they're all. So I, was, I shouldn't have done right. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't recall if I've got any regrets from the event actually. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm doing okay. Uh, you sang at Marioki. Enjoyed that. Yeah, it was good. It was a good party actually. Um, Yes, I had a couple of people complain that they couldn't get into the Marioki bit. Mm. Um, it was, it was. And I said, "Well, that's because you're not very important people, are you?" It was, uh, it was very, very busy uh, by the. Well, by the middle of the night, we we filled up for songs pretty early, and yeah, it was a great event. Had really, really, really good feedback uh, from everybody, and yeah. So, are they friends with Marioki again now? I think so think okay. so received a message on the the marioki discord to say hold on never oh, darken our doors oh, again it wasn't from pocket game it was okay from our you know salesman okay um who said hold on just digging it out right now london team was it just like a, a bar chart with sales on the well, y-axis and time on the x. Just to let you know that Marioki feedback from all the Steel Media senior management and event organisers was outstanding. Let's okay. hope this leads to many more bookings. Let's find out. We've had one approach so far from outside Steel Media from a, uh, a conference, a, a conference who haven't talked to us before. So, you know, it's a good start. We'll see. Doing stuff for exposure, Steve does work. I think is the moral of the story. Then is it? Is it? Is that what we're saying? Can't do it forever for exposure, though, can you? No. No. Pay the rent. Um, Yeah, it was. It was a really, really good gig. We we enjoyed ourselves a lot, and I I had a good time at the conference as well. Had some important meetings, uh, and met some good people. So well done to everyone involved. See you next time. Is it time for the letters? think it must it be is. the letters by now all right now do i dare play the letters theme or not because Go when on. i did this last time everything all right here we go all right we have had one uh one note in the discord which i will i will head to now you can post your letters in the mailbag channel I can see someone typing there right now. Uh, All right, uh, we've had a couple of ones. Uh, uh, This is from Simon S. Hi, team in SSG, if there is one. I'm having an exciting Friday. I got my new vacuum cleaner today. Had me thinking, am I the only one excited for things like a new vacuum cleaner? Have you guys ever had a new thing that's not gaming related that you're exciting to receive and get to using right away? Hope you're having a good week. Until next time, Simon S. I got really excited. I'm going to pause the theme for now. I got really excited yesterday, Simon. Okay. I sorted out my sock drawer. Oh, did you now? Genuinely exciting. Like mundane things that are in your control at my time of life, Simon. Feel really good. Sat there for an hour. Took out all my socks. It's like, oh, you stocked Port County socks, yeah. did you? <laughs> do you? Do you have a pair? Do you have a friend? Do you have a friend? Oh, no, you. I'll, I'll put you in the retirement section just in case a friend comes out of the wash at some point. That was great. Uh, so, Do you wear... Are, are matching socks important to you? Let's talk about this this morning. They're not, but I do think 
it's nice to have something in your life that isn't absolute chaos. And a lot of my life is chaotic at the moment. So just have something that I'm like, okay, here is a thing I can reach into the drawer and know I'm getting a pair of socks. This is slightly off the subject of the letter. Sorry, Simon S. Mundane things you purchase and get excited about. Sorry, I, but before we get into that, I'd just like to say, Steve, I've known you for a long time. That's the saddest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> good. That's, that's good. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with being excited for a new vacuum cleaner. When we got mm-hmm. our shark, uh, we were pretty excited about it. But I did see a video last week, uh, shark being a model of vacuum cleaner, by the way, um, that isn't pro-Brexit. Um, I did see a video uh, last week of somebody using um, augmented reality to track where they were vacuuming. And mm, so it I would, it would, I wasn't, didn't, didn't that look like fun? That was, that was uh, the equivalent of power wash simulator, but for real life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you could see where you'd vacuum or not. And so, uh, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um, I saw that again. via someone saying, you are not going to use augmented reality to trick people into doing chores. And I was like, you absolutely will. Absolutely. That yes, you will. That 100% work for me. Oh, what? Just make that whole area sparkle when it knows that it's clean. I mean... Yeah, of course you are. Just put a timer up there. Say how quickly. Can, oh, you did it in you know two minutes yeah. fifty last time. Can you do it faster this time? It's gleaming. Um, again, uh, father-in-law heavy this episode. Uh, at Christmas, um, I needed to inflate my tires. Um, I thought, come on, you know, I'm a fifty-two-year-old man living in this age of wonderful technologies. I shouldn't be having to use a bike pump. I'm sure that there is something that requires USB charging that will just inflate my bike tires. Mm. Sure enough, uh, thanks to me uh, paying my Amazon Prime subscription and not sending them my any games that I've worked on, um, <laughs> there was something that was with me the following day. My father-in-law was here when I opened it, and I was like, "Look at this! You just you you, you simply charge it up overnight, simply, <laughs> and then you can um, the following day uh, you could just sort of you plug this attachment into this attachment. It's only a small little thing." Leave it there and inflates your bike tires. And he's like, oh, that's cool. Anyway, it was his birthday. We didn't know what to get him. I gave, we gave him one this morning. He was delighted by it. We haven't, he hasn't, we haven't got many things to pump up, but mm-hmm. just the fact that you've got one. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, minimalist Gamer wrote, Hi, I only recently discovered your show a few months ago. I joined the Discord group and was promptly given a game, but I'm a retro gamer and don't know anything like a PC or a modern console, so I couldn't do that bit. I just wanted to say your show is something I look forward to hearing every week. It always makes me laugh and breaks up the day. I enjoy hearing both of you give your opinions and viewpoints, and Charles Bot is hilarious. Thanks for doing the show. I know I haven't really talked about games, but at least you can read this out of the show if there isn't anything better. There is never anything better. It's perfect. Thank you, Minimalist Thanks, Gamer. Yes, thank you for joining. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I was delighted to hear your correspondence. Thank you for that. Tim says, hello, everyone. Did Odds on OD actually ever recommend a winner that made people money? He never followed it up. Curious people must know. Tim, good question. Did you ever put money? You like a bet, don't you, Simon? I did an acker at the weekend. Did see. you? <laughs> I did, yeah, like the men do. Do you put it on stop it. You should have done. No, you'd have got terrible odds. I mean, um, I'm not a very I mean, I don't, I, sorry, I don't. I don't gamble very much mm-hmm. at all, uh, and I do it because a lot of this sport I watch. Um, I don't really care about. I support Queen's Park Rangers and they are not on the television, quite rightly, um, because only I want to watch that. Uh, so to make things interesting. Mm. Um, I'll occasionally do it. So, um, I mean, yeah, it but also, uh, not that we are 
to promote gambling, but uh, when we were watching the darts over Christmas oh. together, and you put a bet on that sixteen-year-old yep. uh, getting a hundred and eighty in every leg. Yep. Oh, it was added the no, tension every every set. every set every set. Sorry. Uh, oh, it definitely added to the tension. It was exciting, it wasn't it? So it didn't really matter who won as long as he got mm. a 180 in every set, which he did. But it was quite tense, wasn't it? Yeah. For my couple of pounds here and there. Um, but Odd on ID was a, uh, a feature we used to do back when we used to do features. And um, he would offer uh, gaming uh, fictional tips. Mm. Um, and it was very good. And now he lives in he lives in America, doesn't he? He does. He does. And I see him going to to American sports, and it's illegal to gamble over there. So I mm. wonder how he's coping. Mm. I, I mean, the flip side of our of you know gambling, occasional small stakes gambling being exciting is um, the news report that made me the crossest. Well, there's a lot going on in the news that makes me cross at the moment, but I was appalled to see did you see the the, the, the woman who runs that ga- uh, betting company do you see her salary no something like 280 million pounds a year right right so that's the uh, lots of people paying for that mm. <laughs> all right uh Morgizi writes uh dear team it's february which character will you be choosing for suicide squad simon this is one for you yeah, I mean, I'm not going to play Suicide Squad, you am will. I? You definitely will. Do you think so? I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> I, uh, you were going to play it, Kingdom Hearts. You'll definitely play Suicide Squad. Kingdom Hearts doesn't uh, have Batman in it. No. Um, no. But, you know, going by the, the track record of this mm-hmm. particular publisher, it's going to be free by the end of the year. So, so you are right. I will be. I will. I will play it at some point, but I won't mm. be playing it this month. I mean, it launches on Friday. It does. It's a shame what's happened, isn't it? I mean, from such a revered studio uh, to have. There's no review code going out, Steve, because they haven't got anybody on the servers. Okay, well, presumably uh, there won't be any review code going out ever. I, I yeah. I, I mean, but you love that studio. They made some of your favourite games. You used to love Batman so much. Yes, I mean, all of the ba- each of the Batman games got progressively worse, right? Asylum mm. is better than City, which is much better than Night. Um, and but you know, it's true they um, they introduced that form of free flowing combat mm. that you see, you know, uh, that has been refined in Spider Man. Um, and um, appears in many other games, um, but yeah, but the, the, it's it's just that studio in name alone. Like the founders have left. I think the people that sort of really, um, really made those games what they are aren't there anymore. So it's um, yeah, I, it I, might I won't be good. We don't know. It might be good. It might, it might be, good. be good. People might love good. to pile on, right? They love to hate things. People, you know, still say No Man's Sky was terrible at the start, and it wasn't. Like I. Didn't think it was terrible at the start. I enjoyed it. People love to uh, to decide to hate something and then lean into that. So we don't know yet. You you think you know? It's just such an odd. I mean, so the last two Warner Brothers games, mm. the last two Batman games, have not had Batman in them. Mm. I I just don't understand who this is for. I know I know that the Justice, um, that the Suicide Squad have uh, have had a couple of films. I think I've seen both of them. I can remember nothing about either. Um, but yeah, I've got no idea about. I don't want to play against an evil Superman. 
All right, final question, final letter is from Ed. Dear team, is it ever advisable to do exposure for exposure? Well, Ed, as somebody who um, I watched on the internet over Christmas singing a song on the Yogscast channel, um, <laughs> which made my mouth agape, <laughs> that you'd be so bold as to, as to have that for, on the internet at that time. Mm. Um, my only hope is that you don't need the exposure because, it, you know, whenever you Actually, I don't think your name is attached to that clip. Um, but if it is, uh, I can't imagine you getting any jobs in the future. <laughs> if you have any questions for One Life Left, you can ask us those questions by emailing team at onelifeleft.com. Or you can join the Discord and drop your uh, messages in there as we're recording the show, as several of those people have done. Thank you so much for that. Just just to be clear on that, Ed is one of the most talented people I know, uh, but he shouldn't have sung that song on the internet <laughs> with those words. <laughs> you are listening to One Life Left uh, on Resonance 104.4 FM. If you're listening to us live on the radio, it's probably about 7.51 in the evening. Probably. I believe that's how all radio shows do, do time checks. Yeah, but it depends where you are in the world because you can listen to Resonance FM online so could be anything simon uh if you're listening to us as a podcast it could be whatever time there's no way we can possibly tell what time it is where you listen when do you think people listen to us simon uh it's gotta be well the podcast goes out wednesday lunchtime so i'd say wednesday lunchtime straight away they're there pressing refresh you can hear the alarm clocks beeping as you as you walk around the country uh we've done the news we've done the letters We've had a chat about Pocket Gamer. There's no time for a fast five. There's only time for the reviews. This is One Life Left's reviews section, where we review video games that have come out this week or at any other time. Um, what have you been playing this week, Simon? Well, Steve, I decided to play a game that came out in uh, 2020. Ooh, um, okay. because there was a lot of talk about a game that had come out in 2024 um, in uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, which is a Yakuza game, the sequel to Like a, uh, like a Dragon, um, which was a game within the, the, the Yakuza universe, the Yakuniverse, as I believe that it's um, never been called. Isn't it just a um, rebranding of, of that? Isn't that what all their games are called now? They've dropped Yakuza and they're calling them Like a Dragon. That was my understanding. Yes, so what, they were all previously Yakuza games up until now, but this I think this is a specific right. type of one because it's turn-based. Um, yeah, they've changed the main mechanic I, as well, but yeah, or the fighting. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I've struggled to get on with them uh, previously, but I thought, well, you know, this is in my library. It's set around um, the part of Japan that we spent all of our mm. time in, and I thought, oh, it's, it's actually a fictional version of that area. Um, so it's not like... Um, so it's more sort of um, Liberty City rather than uh, the getaway, mm -hmm. uh, so to speak. Um, and yeah, I mean, it does a really good approximation of it. A anyway, I, I've, I've, I've not played a Yakuza game for more than an hour or so, um, but I stuck with this for longer. Um, nice being back in that world. I have to say that, I, I mean, presumably everybody that's playing and liking these games, and because they're very, very highly rated, is well in on the, on the jokes and the tropes. Mm -hmm. um, because uh, coming to it as, you know, as an older gentleman who isn't immersed in 
the Yakuza world or mechanics or characters or gameplay. It's a very strange game. It really is. It can veer between being this lavishly produced, beautiful game with locations and um, uh, environments and sort of set pieces that look very, very elaborate to them looking to it being like at the next button press, a game that looks like nobody could be bothered to finish. <laughs> it, like it has these sort of highly choreographed, um, like fully voice acted and captured cutscenes, and then cuts to the next bit where there are just no the, the sort of in game reactions like mm, mm. Ah, over text and. So that's a bit weird. And then it just has conversations that go on for for absolutely far too long, Mm. particularly the bits dealing with exposition. Um, And it's just it's just odd. It's just really, really odd. I was, but I think that ultimately the reason why I stopped playing was it. Well, I stopped playing it when it moved out of that area of, of Japan, which isn't called Shinjuku. Uh, it's it's the area specific in Shinjuku. Mm-hmm. I forget what it. Well, I forget what it's called in real life and in the game. But um, uh, it's moved from real time combat to turn based. And again, you know, as we've established, I like Final Fantasy. Um, I do like these types of games. Um, but I never lost a battle in the opening four hours four mm. or five hours um and uh i was like oh, i was sort of waiting for it to kick in and then i just thought oh it's now moved out of that area so it moved to yokohama uh, again i don't mind yokohama but i was really enjoying sort of bowling around that area of shinjuku that we were in and separately i started racing shopping car i was living in a homeless shelter and picking up trash can mini games and yeah. i thought this isn't what i want to be doing um so yeah i thought i'm gonna stop now and so i did seven out of ten uh i think i played that one and i think i reviewed it and i think i gave it seven as well and i yeah i i love that universe and i love that kind of the thing that you've accurately described there of um it feeling weirdly balanced next to the production values of a western game and I, I, I think that is probably expectations set by a market, maybe. Um, but I loved it. And actually, this week, I installed Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Uh, but I haven't got around to playing it, partly because it's, I think it's like 80 gigabytes and it took a while right. to install it by the time it had its time for my bedtime. Uh, while that was installing, I installed a couple of other things. Uh, Lego 2K Drive. Oh yeah, around to playing that. Yeah, it's really nice, isn't it? It's like it is nice, isn't it? Crisp and fun. I, I really like the humour and the tone of yep. it, which takes its sort of cue from the Lego movies, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, they've done a really, really good job. The racing seems fine. Like fine. Yeah, I, I tried one of the mini games. I thought this is a bit rubbish, but that's mini games generally. Uh, then tried a couple of the races and enjoyed them. Um, it feels nice knocking things over in a sort of non-teardown way, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I you know, having cut, had the same sort of feel of that um, Unreal Engine racer that I played the other day, uh, Unreal Fortnite racer, I wonder whether that's a thing that the skill in making these games, is obviously, like, everyone who works in it's certainly great at their job, but these sort of car arcade racing games, they're all the same. Basically, the feel is all the same. And I wonder whether the act of making one of those has been so refined that it's actually almost hard to make a bad one at that point. I'm sure I would find it very easy to make a bad one of those (laughs) myself, but you know what I mean. Anyway, it's good. I also played a very, very small one-button platform game called Jailbreaker, uh, which is just one of those uh, you only press 
button to jump and you bounce off walls and you've just got to get the gems and get up to the get up to the door. I thought it was really nicely executed. Uh, cost a few quid and uh, you know semi recommended if you like that act of repeating a level over and over and over and over again until you succeed. Uh, I do, and it was a good thing to download and try while I waited for like a dragon to install 7 out of 10 oh I also played obviously 51 all time classics and it remains very Nintendo very fun that's the review section good stuff that's the end of the show and we're about right for timing uh, timing purposes we will probably be a few seconds short when I've cut out all of the awkward silences from our virtual studio apologies for those but we'll keep working on it and I hope they will too it's been a fun show Simon thank you yes nice to see you nice to see you as well listeners we'll see you the same time next week but until then goodbye 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 goodbye